You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Is honesty the best policy legally? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Michael S. Woods. Dr. Woods is a practicing surgeon in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and the author of Healing Words, The Power of Apology in Medicine. Dr. Woods, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you very much, Susan. Is honesty the best policy legally? I think perhaps the question is is not the right question, Susan. The book, Healing Words, was really written from the position that apology is the right thing to do from an ethical and moral perspective. That said, there is increasing evidence that honesty is the best policy legally. Uh, What I like to emphasize to audiences, however, is honesty is the best policy just because it's the right thing to do. Could the words, I'm sorry, end medical malpractice lawsuit? No. This is a, a common question that I'm asked. And there's often a misunderstanding about apology in in healthcare in the aftermath of a bad outcome, uh, with an assumption that it it should get you past absolutely every conceivable potential for litigation, and that's not true of anything. There's nothing that is 100% effective in any aspect of our life ever, and that's the same thing with apology. And, and disclosure, or as I'm increasingly liking to say, truth-telling. Again, apology and truth-telling should be done because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing that we should be doing for our patients. We know what patients want in the aftermath of a bad outcome. One of those things is an apology, and the other is information about what happened. The vast majority of times, that is all that will be required for a physician to avoid liability. However, there are going to be situations where there are very severe outcomes, where apology and truth-telling should occur, but it is not going to eliminate the possibility of a lawsuit. What led to your interest in this area? I was actually writing my first book called The Depot Principle about physician leadership and reflecting on physician behavior. And it occurred to me in the process of writing that book that I could not recall a situation when I was in training where I ever witnessed any of my staff, the staff that trained me, apologize to a patient about anything. And then I started reflecting on my own career. And while I couldn't say that I never apologized, it was not something that really came to mind in the sense that We apologize frequently in social situations for very minor violations of trust or expectation, being late to a meeting, for example. And yet in healthcare, when there's very, very severe outcomes, it seems that it's the furthest thing from our mind. And it was this sort of thinking that led to my interest in apology in healthcare. Tell us about your book, Healing Words, The Power of Apology in Medicine. Healing Words was written because of my interest in apology and in a broader context, behavior of physicians, not just all the time, but specifically after adverse events, and this very difficult question of saying I'm sorry specifically. And in the first edition of Healing Words, I spoke primarily of apology, which consisted of what I call the four R's, recognition, regret, 
responsibility, and remedy. And the book really addresses each of those four points, point by point, and is intended to be almost a how-to book for physicians and really anybody in the healthcare industry in how to handle bad outcomes because nobody's taught us. Nobody's been out there being role models for young physicians as it relates to this. And in the second edition, which just came out about not quite a year ago, added a fifth star called Remain Engaged. And that component of the new book really is about being there for your patient after you've gone through the other four things after you've recognized that you need to apologize and, and you've responded empathetically and provided them with the appropriate information and intervened medically as needed and even, if, if necessary, financially, making sure that the healthcare provider understands that you need to remain engaged because often patients will feel like they have been abandoned by their healthcare provider because conflict is very uncomfortable for physicians. For, for anybody, actually, and it's important that we all recognize that it's going to be an uncomfortable time and we keep in the game, so to speak. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Michael S. Woods, author of the book Healing Words, The Power of Apology in Medicine. Dr. Woods, tell us about your involvement with the I'm Sorry Works Coalition. Sorry Works is an organization that was put together by an individual by the name of Doug Wojcicki who's based in Springfield, Illinois. And Doug lost a brother at the age of 39 to what in essence was an egregious uh, medical error for which his family was completely stonewalled by the organization and the physicians responsible for what had happened. Actually, the story's in the second edition of Healing Word. And Doug was aware of my work and was aware of the first edition of Healing Words and called me up one day and told me what he was trying to do and invited me to be on their board. And basically what Doug has done with Sorry Works uh, or the Sorry Works Coalition is really put apology and disclosure into the mainstream, especially at the legislative levels in many states nationwide. And I suspect, although I've never been able to actually get Doug to admit it, I suspect he was pretty involved in the Clinton-Obama bill that actually failed roughly a year ago, but uh, he's been very proactive. Do you speak for the coalition? I've been asked to speak with Doug on several occasions and always find it to be a fun event as well as one that uh, tends to be very stimulating for the audiences. He and I feel very similarly as it relates to apology, and at least I think we both feel that we're a pretty potent one-two punch. I have not spoken, per se, on behalf of the Sorry Works Coalition, but rather as an additional speaker in support of the Sorry Works Coalition. What feedback have you received from doctors? It's very interesting, although I don't think it's terribly surprising, that we tend to hear very positive things from the converted. In other words, there are individuals who practice medicine who simply believe this because they believe, as I do, that it's the right thing to do. 
It's the other two-thirds that are more difficult. And I would say about a third of physicians in the audience typically are pretty much bought into the concept of apology and truth-telling. Another third are very, very interested, but are still somewhat skeptical. And then there's the last third that I often find to be quite resistant. They have been firmly inculcated into the mindset that if they utilize or utter the words, I'm sorry, that it's going to be tantamount to a lawsuit. And that's a very difficult group to try to convert, if you will, because the belief is so deep-seated that it's very similar to like trying to talk somebody out of their religion. Why is it so hard for doctors to say, I'm sorry? I believe there's no single answer for that, Susan. Part of it is that for 30 years, the profession has been advised by the medical malpractice insurance industry not to utilize the words, I'm sorry. And that if you do, it's like admitting guilt. And if you do, you know, read the fine print of your contract. And you, if you say, I'm sorry, and there ends up being a claim filed, we may not cover it. So there's a tremendous amount of fear out there, which still exists. And many medical malpractice insurance companies say that they no longer believe those things. Unfortunately, behind closed doors, it's still a very difficult conversation with both physicians and the malpractice insurance industry. I think that's part one. I think part two is because of that, there are no role models for younger physicians. As I mentioned, I don't recall ever having seen a physician apologize to a patient about anything that I can recall. I guess as I get older, I may not be remembering the times that they did. But nonetheless, I think role models are critical in learning effective communication skills. And apology and truth-telling are one of those things. So I think in some ways the educational system and the educational process has been somewhat inhibitory. And then thirdly, related to that, while academic institutions would deny that they are teaching our medical students and residents to expect perfection, the fact of the matter is that we do expect perfection from our medical students and residents because we expect them not to make mistakes. And if that is the kind of mindset that we're creating, whether it's intentional or not, when there is a bad outcome, the tendency for the individual is to think, well, it's not my fault, I made the right decision. If I made the right decision, why should I apologize? And so this sort of perfectionist attitude, I think, is another barrier for physicians as it relates to apology. And I do believe that we're, as a profession, we're getting better, but we've got a long, long ways to go. What do you believe drives most lawsuits? I would actually have to say, Susan, that I don't believe, I know that 70 to 80 percent of lawsuits are driven by a lack of communication between a physician and a patient and or their family or inappropriate communication between a physician and their family. This, I believe, is further bolstered by the Joint Commission data on Sentinel events where 70% of events that led to death or very, very severe disability were caused by a lack of communication between the physician and patient or physician and another care provider. So the data, to me, is just overwhelming that the major driver of both patient safety issues in this country as well as liability is communication and the need for enhancing communication. 
It's not a litigious society. It's not ambulance chasing attorneys. It's quite frankly the fact that we need to learn how to more effectively communicate and remain engaged with our patients. How can listeners get a copy of your book? Healing Words is available at the Joint Commission Resources website, which is jcrin, as in nancyc.com, jcrinc.com. What projects are you working on right now? I appreciate you asking. Next month, I'm going to have another book coming out titled In a Blink. And it's about creating awareness and helping providers more rapidly assess and then adapt to patient communication needs. And I'm very excited about that particular book. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Dr. Woods, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the opportunity, Susan. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.